You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. story for the instagram oh yes sir i did story yeah what's the story morning glory (laughs) isn't that an oasis album yeah it is what but what does that originate from doesn't it originate from something um bye bye birdie right i think you're right It's, it's definitely a musical okay I, I, I can't remember. Only thing I know about Bye Bye Birdie is that Anne Margaret's in it, and she has that opening number where she's, like, singing towards you. Oh. Like, the, the viewer. The only she's thing I, I know about it is the home movies episode where it makes fun of it, and it's called Bye Bye Greasy. <laughs> That's pretty great. And Coach McGurk drives his car on the stage, <laughs> and then he can't get it out, <laughs> and he starts cussing. It's great. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty great. Oh, I meant to tell you, I've actually started watching, because it's on syndication now, I started watching Bob's Burgers, finally. <gasps> yeah. Ooh. All right. How far are you? Uh, no, it was, it's all over the place. There's no episode order. But oh. like the most recent one I was watching was, what, what's the mom's name? Linda. Linda. Her sister like starts a craft center thing, like it's a club. Okay. But she's afraid that the other member who's in the group along with her and their daughter is going to write a bad review about her sister. And there's just this, this great bit where like the daughter is lost in the woods and she just, it, the, the older sibling is there just yelling at her like a monster or something like that. It's, it's, it's really, really funny and just really like quirky humor. I yeah. enjoy it quite a if, lot. If you can, I would suggest to watch it from the beginning uh-huh. Because a lot of the fun of it is kind of growing and knowing what the characters do. I mean, you kind of can tell everyone's vibes, but like, there's also a lot of other characters that will be referenced and come back in later episodes. Mm. So like, a lot of like inside jokes. Yeah, 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 okay. and they'll come back, but they'll be like, "Randy, you're the director. What are you doing here?" Like, you know, when they don't see him for a while and stuff. Okay. But, all right, then then I need to do that. I've gotten rid of Netflix. I know that's something that like no millennial does. Do you have Hulu? I don't. Oh, okay. You know what? I've actually been into cable with Sling, um, and it's probably like the cheapest, you know, internet cable uh, service provider that you could use. It's you know I get TCM, I get a lot of different channels, so I just DVR things and I watch at a later time. So convenient, easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did we so, get a new sponsor? Sure. Yeah, I know. That's that's basically how it came off, right? Right. Jeez, I feel like this whole three minute conversation was leading up to it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the punchline is we are sponsored. No, just kidding. But please sponsor us. Yes, please sponsor us. We'll sell out gladly. <laughs> please. <laughs> so we are back yet again. We've been on a roll lately. It's another episode of G4D, <laughs> aka grounds for discussion. discussion there we go he's adam i'm, I'm john <laughs> i was about to say i'm john <laughs> he's adam i'm john no <laughs> oops 
And we are drinking some quite delicious coffee right mm. now. This is from Otis Coffee Company, the local Orlando roaster. Oh, it is? Yeah. I got this um, beautiful brown paper bag. It's got a little Ziploc on it and a little airtight nitrogen thingy. And it is Turalba Aquarius from Costa Rica. Honestly, you're going to say it better than I can. Yeah, I tried. Uh, let's see here. Notes. Blackberry, whiny, and sweet. Whiny? Whiny. Did it complain a lot when you opened it up? Uh, you're getting oxygen on me. I'll go bad faster. <laughs> I was hoping when I said that, that you would follow it up with like a little voice like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was, yeah, roast. It's a light roast, and it's very good. It's it defi- is I definitely very, taste very the wine in it. It's kind of like the uh, like the sweetness of wine, and kind of like that mouth feel you get after drinking, like a cab kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, honestly, if you had told me, like, actually, John, it is wine. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but seriously, this is this is very very good. Yeah. I feel like this goes down very, very easily because I've almost already finished with my cup. I know. I'm like halfway done now, right too. <laughs> Usually I'm not that quick on our show, but I guess I really just needed that caffeine that much. I feel you. And um, I got this bag actually at a new coffee shop I haven't been to before called Vesper Coffee over by UCF. And I had a very good drink and good experience. Um, they're do, they do like seasonal drinks and they change them up every now and then. So, boy, to my surprise, when they posted about the Eraser Head, which is a cocktail-inspired fruit-forward coffee beverage comprised of cold brew concentrate, black currant syrup, juniper concentrate, and topped with coconut charcoal whipped cream. It's amazing that you knew all that right off the top of your head and not reading it from a phone. Right? <laughs> I, do you know how many times I practiced that in front of the mirror? It's a comprised of a cold brew concentrate, black currant syrup, juniper concentrate. Oh. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. I'm, but yeah, I'm, I'm always impressed with your podcasting oh, abilities. <laughs> why, thank you, sir. But yeah, it was intense and creamy and just very sweet and it was good. So okay. I highly, highly recommend it. Did your head change into the shape of like an alien? Yeah, it changed into a, uh, a pencil head and I got chopped up in a factory and created into pencils. That's exactly what happened when I drank this. <laughs> and you will too. <laughs> I need to try that. I am actually... I mean, I get jealous of of all the cool coffee places that you can go to all the time, but that one especially, I need to try. I, I think the thing that really sold me was that it comes in a mug similar to what uh, folks at the RR Diner in Twin Peaks would get. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the kind of like the, okay, I get it. This I love it. it. I absolutely love it. I can't get enough of any kind of David Lynch, Twin Peaks inspired stuff especially when it comes to coffee right and the, the picture i took it was like the foam at the top started to melt and kind of like drip down the side i imagine that was the racer head baby oh right yeah a little, little good detail right there yeah that is such a nice shot did you put that up on the gram i put it on my instagram you should put it on our gram i should too yeah maybe uh i'll do a little little tease and i kind of you know, did a little black and white filter on it, make it look like a like a David Lynch. Well, look at you, right? Social media influencer, look, right here. Eh, except the men amateur, you can see my fingerprints on it. But you well, know, next you know, time, next time. You know, hey, listen, they they can't all be winners. That's what I always say. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, winners, I listened to the new Primus album 
that uh-huh. I got on Record Store Day. How was it? Interesting. It's um, it was a live recording of their first album in like a tiny little bar, and I'd seen like bootleg videos of them playing um, uh, the beginning of YYZ and mm-hmm. leading into John the Fisherman, and this album had that on there, so that was kind of cool. Nice. So it kind of starts off, and then eventually, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. I don't think fun. I've ever seen that before. Yeah, it was cool. But um, I don't know. I I might have to have you listen to it too. But I think it might be a touch bit warped. Touch bit warped. Because okay. like, it sounds like it's slower, mm. but not in a good way. Ew. Yeah, like you, you'll have to hear it. Like you know, the bass lines are you know, but they're like slow, just like a hair off. I feel like. Ooh. So I don't know. You might. Yeah, you don't want that with Primus. Yeah. So I'm not sure how refunds or anything that works with that, but I think it'll just be a collector's piece at this point. Yeah. Ooh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could also just be the pressing too. Yeah, it could be. It was really sticky when I took it out too. Like. <laughs> not like <laughs> not not like honey but like like you know when you touch something that's got like that like sticky kind of feel it like sticks to your finger like like waxy almost can i can i just say i'm very <laughs> impressed that you just said that with a straight straight face right there like no hesitancy whatsoever wait just did i show normal. you the record no you didn't oh wait i should i should show you it and wait hold on, hold on i'll take okay, a picture all right, of you, all right. you have to see this. adam is walking away from the mic right now so it will just be me talking so I hope everybody out there is doing well. Hope you're all staying safe during the time of COVID. And here he is. He's back. I'm back. All right. All right. Here, here I was thinking I was going to have to talk by myself for a while. You do have a lot of records to sort through. Oh, no. I, I, so what I've been doing is I have a bin by the record player, and anything new I'm getting, I'm putting in there so I listen to it, then sort it. You know what? That's brilliant. Yep. Because I will never go through them again <laughs> if I don't. All right, so this is the album, right? Okay. And it's got um, it's got like a little little baby thing holding a bottle. You know, typical Primus weirdness. Typical Primus weirdness, and it said it was a 3D album. So John, put on these exclusive uh, suck on this uh, 3D glasses here, and uh, take a look look see. Whoa! Oh yeah, the logo's like popping out at you, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those kind of um. Do you remember growing up when we were kids having 3D folders at yeah. school? <laughs> You're like, oh, I hated those, like the sound it made. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It reminds Oof. me of that. Anyway. Or, or that bit on Seinfeld with uh, Kramer looking at the 3D painting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is the record. Okay. It's a very pretty translucent, like tie-dye blue. Whoa. Right? But like kind of feel it, like just like a little bit of the groove, right? Wait. Just like. You see what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah. it's sticky, right? Like there's something like, like it melted a little bit maybe. Well, that's yeah. very well possible. It, it does get very hot in Florida. It sure does. The other thing I was going to say too, I think it's very well possible that Les Claypool just spit on all the records. <laughs> you know? Just... <laughs> Did I ever talk about the night I saw Primus at Hard Rock? A little bit. Okay, yeah. Well, it was an unforgettable night, let me tell you. <laughs> You want to I always where, know I'm in for a good story when you, you started want to, off that way. If you want to know where all the vapors are in Orlando, aka the people who like to vape, <laughs> then uh, 
I'll sell you some Primus tickets. <laughs> it's like the first time they've left the house in, 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 in ages. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Primus is coming, man. Who's Primus? They suck, man. What like, do you mean? like, you know, there's a Primus concert going on when there's a level of smog outside of all the papers. <laughs> <laughs> on the record at the end of the first um, side he goes we are primus and we suck thank you <laughs> and then he just gets off <laughs> uh, that yeah that sounds about right that sounds about right <laughs> oh man well we actually have some music to talk about we sure do in fact not just one album but two thank Gosh, I have an extra large cup of coffee today. <laughs> yeah, uh, there'll, be, there'll be quick reviews, but today we're going to be reviewing the latest albums from Sufjan Stevens and Mary Lattimore. The Ascension and, oh, I'm blanking on the name of Mary Lattimore's album. Sorry. Oh, it is called... It, like, just escaped me. Oh, my God. It, I'm picturing... Silver Ladders. Silver Ladders. So, I think we'll do Mary Lattimore first, right? Yeah. All right. I, I feel like... I feel like you and I are probably going to be in complete agreement on this album, by the I way, think before so. we start. <laughs> so Mary Lattimore is a classically trained harp player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of in picture like Joanna Newsom, maybe, except a little more experimental. Yes. Kind of no lyrics, you know, just kind of the ambience of the harp and effects on the harp. And John and I actually saw Mary Lattimore um, 2017 when Parquet when she opened for Parquet Courts. Yeah. Which was like interesting. Yeah. So we saw them at the social. So like there's in the social basically it's like a square, right? Yeah. Like very, a rec- very small venue here in Orlando. Yeah. It's like a rec- it's shaped like a rectangle and then in the middle there's like a pit. So mm-hmm. there's like four steps. You kind of go down and there's like the stage yeah. in front of you. There's a bar in the back and sure enough Mary Lattimore came out with her harp and like a some kind of looper pedal and yeah. just like went to town. She showed like footage behind her that, which I think was footage that she shot on while the way on tour. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, but it, it was looked like Florida highway stuff. Yeah. But it was very unique and very like chilling and relaxing and haunting all at the same time. Just the sounds and stuff she was getting out of the harp and using the effects pedals. So I was very excited for this album because I've really not dove into her discography before. Yeah. I, I, to your point, that show, I thought, like, you know, she was great. That was one it of was, my favorite concerts I've ever been to, yeah. dude. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, But it, it definitely energy. was an interesting combination. It was like the cool down before getting all hyped up instead yeah, of right? the other way around. Exactly. <laughs> it was just like, okay, that was harp music. Okay, yeah. cool. And then all of a sudden, Parquet Courts came up like, whatever they did. Like, the audience definitely did not know how to take it because they were expecting, like, a punk show through and through. Yeah, and, like, people were digging it for a while. You know, it wasn't until, like, the last, like, three or four songs people were, like, you know, going to the bar or whatever, but people are into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's very much the kind of, she makes the kind of music, and I've said this before about other artists, too, that's very easy to get lost in. Yes. Very gentle. It's very serene. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to see where the gentleness goes into. Like, yes. I, I didn't want this album to end. Like, when the first side ended, I was very disappointed because I was like, I want more. Like, this is really good. I like what I hear, you know? I'm right there with you. It's about 40 minutes long, and you, you, you feel like you're just getting going by the time, I think there's seven tracks on here, by the time the seventh track kicks in. Yeah. And it's just one of those kind of albums that, yeah, it's probably not going to, be an album that you listen to every day 
but I do think it's one of the, you know, I don't know if I, I had to listen to it some more, but I think it's up there for me for this year, just because there's just something like sometimes simplicity is just, that's all you need. Yeah. Um, it, it's just good music. Like, I don't yeah. know. There's just something about the ambience of it, the effects that are going on and just, I think the fun of it too is trying to decipher like what I was hearing. Like, is this a harp or is this like a guitar? Or is this? An I effect? definitely heard some guitar. You know, like so I was trying to like try to hear it and listen to it, and the ambience of it is just beautiful. I think I really liked it when she let the songs really breathe. So there's a like about a ten minute, eleven minute track here till a mermaid drags you under. I really like that because there's like this like deep bass that kind of kicks in. That's got that nice repetitive nature that, you know, you typically get in an ambient song or album, but it just, it added a little something more for me. Yeah. That just really, it's, it's little details like that, that always captivate me. And this album is full of those. Um, I think too, that the songwriting, I guess that's the best way to, to kind of categorize it is very melodic, even at points. Like she knows how to like you could almost see somebody singing over some of these songs. Mm -hmm. It's not necessary. Yeah, she like, writes them kind of like you know. There's like the little intro. There's you know, the the verse, the chorus, the yes. verse. You know, kind of like this. There's like a structure to it, so it's not, you know, because I feel like if you have too many effects and going mm -hmm. on at the same time, you don't want things to clash and like be disorganized kind of thing. Exactly. So she she layers things pretty well. And and that's one of her best strengths kind of going back to like where I was saying, like it's simple. It's like it, she just, she knows exactly what level to take things to. Yeah. So it never gets too complicated too abstract and nothing overpowers it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like the guitars are not powering the heart overpowering yes. the harp and whatnot. Yeah. Com completely agree. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this from, from beginning to end. It's always nice to have an album like this too that kind of gives you a chance to take a break from yeah. everything going on. It's a good turn off your brain, just listen, just relax, like feel something, you know? I feel like this album works well in two instances. One, when you're like just, you know, obviously trying to cool down at the end of the night, but also when you drive. I was surprised at how mm. much I enjoyed this while driving. This would be a good driving album. It, which, funny enough, just like the performance that we saw from her, where it's like footage of looking out through a car window and everything, you know, fields of grass passing by. I was listening to this while I was driving to work and it just paired well with that as I'm going mm. past all the palm trees. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those albums, you know, you're looking, you're out at your car, you're looking out the window, you're just not thinking about anything, just looking and observing, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, th I think if you're someone dear listener and as you should be, I think you should give this chance if you've never heard it before it it really is just it's it's beautiful at points yeah honestly i highly agree and i and i know that might be easy to say about a harp because a harp is definitely like a very angelic and beautiful sounding instrument but it it's it's honestly something i needed right now i don't know if you feel the same i 100 percent <laughs> feel the same way it was great <laughs> and i can see myself revisiting it quite a bit more as the year goes along this is going to get a pretty high rating for me this is going to get an own it yep and I already own it, so. <laughs> and that vinyl looks beautiful, by the way. Oh, it's like a, I'm gonna post it on Instagram tonight. Do a little tease, but yes. um, it's like a like space. Teases. It's like a space gray color, mm -hmm. and then the, the jacket is like 
like overlooking like the solar system. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. How's the uh, quality of the vinyl? Oh, it sounds phenomenal. Good. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ghostly pressed pressed it. Oh, that's so. right. Ghostly did. Mm-hmm. You know, Ghostly always does a pretty good job of their pressings. Yeah. I haven't gotten a Ghostly record in quite some time, but I think I'm gonna get the new Com Trues when it comes out from them. Oh yeah, there's like a B sides or something yeah. that he's putting out. Which I've heard some of those before. They're they're good. I always like it when he kind of you know changes things up mm. a little bit. He's had different aliases, so I don't know if all those tracks under those aliases are going to be on there but from what i heard sounded good yeah no i i I thoroughly enjoyed this this was like a welcome break yeah from from everything else um you know and 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 it's one of those kind of albums that i wish i would just get people who normally aren't into that kind of stuff into it because i just i just give it a chance you know it's it's one of those like just just let it do what it needs to do you'll get it yeah. Just, just let it take over. Because, I feel like some people just might hear like, "Oh, it's a harpist." Like next. Yeah, or it's like, "Oh, where's the singing?" You know? Yeah, exactly. But no, I, I think this is. This it's a very a good weird... instrumental album. Yes, exactly. Really enjoyed it. Okay. All right. So this next one from <laughs> Sufjan Stevens, the Ascension. <laughs> your 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 line there um so this next one this next one <laughs> um i think maybe based on that already and based on our previous conversations that we've had i might like this one a little bit more than you i, I didn't hate it i didn't it's not my favorite from him there's just a couple little things that like bothered me okay yeah so sufjan stevens has returned with the album the ascension now sufjan stevens is kind of a indie favorite you know really kind of like folky kind of artist that's known for playing his banjo he was that indie artist at one point said i'm gonna make an album for all the 50 states and only made an album for like three of them he he normally writes very lively fanciful instrumental kind of music like a lot of horns and brass and just yes. overall just like emotions kind of yes would basically be a good way to describe kind of what he does yeah his his, his lyrics can sometimes be a little depressing yes oh for sure especially <laughs> with his last album uh was it carrie and laurel yes Oof, that one was uh it was mostly acoustic guitars and just his voice droning and it's a heavy hitter but it's very very good yeah, I, like I think Illinois is kind of like a great introduction for a lot of people. That's mm-hmm. that seems like the album that a lot of people know him for. I mean, he's got plenty of stuff beforehand. Yeah, but I know that's what got me interested in him. Um, but yeah, he's to your point. Like he's coming off the album Carrie and uh, Lowell, um, which really was an album about childhood trauma. And he was saying in interviews, like it kind of put him in a weird place emotionally like it really brought back a lot of that trauma for him Mm. so the ascension seems really fitting because with this album he's using a drum machine he's using synths and it sounds like he's trying to crawl his way out of that deep hole that he's found himself in Mm. trying to get out of the depression that he's in hence the name of the title the ascension it's about rising Mm. up out of that interesting um i like that yeah so this time around however i do feel like you know the lyrics are not as complex they're not as you know i don't know if abstract is the right word but you're not getting a song about 
John Wayne Gacy Jr. Yeah, there's not a lot of thorough details as yes. he normally would. Like most of it of his songwriting is very storytelling like, and there's not a lot of story in like this kind of thing. This one is definitely much more personal from him. Yeah. It's kind of like a like a bedroom album. He just kind of sat in and just yeah. tweaked everything to the way he wanted it to sound. Yeah. I think he worked on this album in the Catskills, I believe. Ooh, the Catskills. Yeah, there was even a point where he took a picture of himself on a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very, very curious because, you know, we purposely did not talk about the album until we were on the podcast. Yeah. But... I need to know, what didn't work for you? I don't know. There was just like a couple songs here and there that I just thought the lyrics were a little mm, what, questionable. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't like the lyrics where he was talking about being a baby and taking a, you know what, in a diaper? <laughs> I was more talking about, it starts off good. You know, it starts off promising. It's very dreamy. You know, the make me an ruse. I feel like a lot of these songs he kind of wrote acoustically. And they yeah. didn't, and he was like, okay, let's turn these electronic. And I think he didn't write them as electronic songs, and he wrote them more as acoustic songs. So some of that doesn't really work for me, mm -hmm. kind of thing. Oh, man. This uh, is definitely an album of highs and lows. I will definitely agree with you on yeah, that. Yeah, it starts off like promising, and then just kind of slogs down a little bit, and then kind of brings itself or ascends back up. Yeah. You know? And from an electronic perspective, there are points where it could be a bit more ambient to a point where it's a bit more industrial. Yeah, it kind of like takes a turn when we get to the song uh, Die Happy. Yes, and it's which just, just like has this, one lyric repeated yeah, again and again. Die happy. And I die happy. And that's what I thought. I thought he was ascending into heaven, which is what I thought was. Oh. And I thought he was he's thinking about his death and wanting to live his life the way he wants to before he ascends to the final place. Well, this is definitely, I think we kind of touched upon it already, but this is definitely a very personal album from him in the sense that like he's, he not only just wants to be happy, but he wants his life to be a little bit easier. He even says that on this track video game. <laughs> that that song gave me major uh, bicycle vibes by Queen. <laughs> He's like, I don't like Star Wars. I don't like your video games. I could see that. I was also getting a little bit of um, Lana Del Rey vibes with that too. Yeah, right? <laughs> I like video games. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it seems like this is a... I want. I don't need life to be difficult. Like I, I understand that life is always going to be difficult. I just want it to be a little bit easier. I just want less problems. Yeah. I don't want to worry about all the same things that I worry about day in and day out. I don't want to have to worry about being what people want me to be. And I want somebody who just loves me for who I am. And I want somebody who, <laughs> like, it. It just kind of comes across like it's almost like a desperate plea for love at points, mm. especially later on on the track "Sugar," where he's literally oh, saying, man. "Sugar Come was, and give me some sugar." Yeah, it was, "Sugar" was great. It's like a twelve, like a ten-minute track. It was instrumental, like for the first three minutes, and then he starts singing, and it's just like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, like, oh no, like I really liked what he had going on, you know, with the beginning instrumental part, and then just kind of goes into these like really corny kind of lyrics yeah i think it, i think the lyrics are too corny for the electronic aspects yeah in some points i i think 
I appreciate him wanting to pare it down and I appreciate him kind of admitting his flaws and basically saying like, I just want to be loved, which, you know, I, I think is, you know, an aspect that we can all relate to, but you're right. Like some of these choruses and some of these lyric lyrics are just a little, mm, a little too Sufjan for Sufjan. If, if yeah. You catch my drift, I guess. Like they're almost parody Sufjan. Yeah. Like, Oh, like what's the, it's like a, Oh, we write an electronic song is Sufjan Stevens. Like how would I do that? <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Ugh, but I think the worst part of the album for me happens about half, a little more than halfway. It's an hour and 20 minute album. It's very long. Yes. But the song Gilgamesh, uh-huh. starting from there, there's this noise. It's like a high-pitched whistle. Yes. And it happens like for the rest of the album, especially in the song like Death Star and then Goodbye to All of That, like it pierced my ears and I couldn't listen to it. <laughs> did you hear that too? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. I, I, like, I was just like, ooh, this is really bad. Yeah, I... I don't get why that was there. Yeah, like maybe there's some kind of reason. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe there's some significance in the lyrics or whatever. But like you're just listening, it's like yeah, and it's like this. I can't even do it. But like, oh my god, it was just so annoying. I couldn't. Yeah, and I really was was grooving on some of those songs too. Towards the end, like they really kind of pick up, and then they get more industrial, kind of like. And that's what's interesting about this album because. You, you would think that it would lose momentum towards the end, but it doesn't. Right, yeah. It kind of just slogs at the beginning and then picks up towards the end. Well, I mean, I guess it's called The Ascension. So, mm, well, there you, you go. Know, yeah, the album itself ascends. Uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyways, I think we can probably jump into our final thoughts here. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're in agreement with a lot of things. I do think when this album clicks, it does click. I it's maybe just one of those kind of things where, you know, the things that I genuinely like about Sufjan are still there. And because I like those things, I'm looking for them. And when they're there, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely like in terms of like vibe that he was going for here, it's very similar to the age of ads, I would say. Mm. And I do appreciate the fact that instead of trying to, you know, really make things more complicated from a lyrical sense. He's just kind of saying it for what it is. But I also feel like too, that you can run the risk of sounding a little cheesy. So if given the choice, I much rather have the more complicated <laughs> lyrics. From I feel like Sufjan. the, I feel like the whimsical lyrics match with the whimsical music he writes and the, yeah. mu- the whimsical lyrics in this sense don't really fit it very well. So yeah, I think it's like, I think it's still a good album. It's not my favorite from him. Same here. But um, I don't know. But, it's, it's definitely like a download it, you know, where I listen to it. I think the song, the 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 ascension, um, is really a strong song overall, and probably the one song in this album that has the strongest lyrics from beginning to end. Mm. And when when he's really driving across the point of, you know, I, I want to be me and I want to be loved as me. And I really want to, you know, not have to worry about either being something else or being what other people want me to be. That's when I think this, this album is at its strongest. Yeah. It sticks with that theme. Yeah. When it sticks with that, that theme, 
I also think too, the electronics are really smart there too. It it's the electronics on here. It's, it's a lot of ideas being brought to the table. Yeah. It's a lot of just like, you know, all right, I'm going to just go nuts here for a little bit. You want, you want to get nuts? Let's yeah. get nuts. <laughs> um, and that's, and that's precisely what happens. I definitely could have gone for that. Some of those aspects being a little bit toned down, especially since like, I, I don't know. It, and maybe this is just because I'm such a big electronic music guy, but I just felt like there's just something's not clicking on some of these things. And I can't quite put my finger on it. I, th- I think when you're so used to him, like doing this kind of style, yeah. like when Stephen Malkmus did it on his electronic album, which is basically three electronic songs at the beginning and the rest guitar songs. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, he knows he can only keep it up for so long, you know, like he's not going to be, the, the, it's, the it's a different, it's a different down. Yeah. I think an hour and 20 minutes is a little, little long on this one. If it was, if, if you got rid of some songs or, and fine tuned some of them and got rid of some of the cheesy lyrics, like listening to Sufjan, Ste- Sufjan Stevens say to me, come and give me some sugar. is like the least sexy thing I think I've ever heard out of a singer. Like, and I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here. I just, it really caught me off guard. It just seems like, very like, like poppy to do that. You know, it doesn't seem like something he would like succumb to like these classic tropes, you know? And I'm sure that's exactly what someone would say. Like what? He's, he's approaching from a humorous angle. Like the, the Oh, that's exactly the point. Yeah. Man. But, you, but, but the problem is it's a 10 minute song with a three minute instrumental. So when I'm listening three minutes in and then there's words, it's like, wait, what? Yeah. You know, like like the song builds itself to be this instrumental kind of like break from the thing and then you hear sugar. I'm like, uh, yeah. 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 No, I'm 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 sorry. Maybe, maybe there will be somebody who could defend it and tell me otherwise why it works. It just did not for me. And that's why my rating is the exact same thing as yours. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a download it. I do think that there are some strong standout songs. But I found myself skipping around on the album on repeat listens. It was like, eh, yeah, there's there's really songs this one again. There's songs that are good on this, but as the whole, it just kind of falls flat. Yeah, like video game is actually a good single. You know, kind of, I hate to say it, but like the writing kind of reminded me of like Fireflies, like Owl City a little bit. Ooh. Not 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 like you know like the corniness of Owl City. But like the thing is like the corniness with Owl City works because the electronics are kind of like corny too, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think I think it, there's like basically a t- the guy listened to Postal Service and was like, I'm gonna recreate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> but there's a tone. You know, this doesn't really have a tone. Yeah. You know, like as as an electronic artist, Sufjan does not have a tone set. No, he doesn't. You know, like with an I'm gonna you know like a Boards of Canada song or an Aphex Twin song, like you're able to kind of tell it's them, like. You know, with with only the lyrics, it's hard to tell that it's a Sufjan like electronic drum song. I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an odd album. It it, it really is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't listen to the one he put out one with his stepfather. It's also supposed to be kind of electronic too, I think. Oh, okay. And then there's a the previous album he put out that I think is also has some electronic elements to it too. So, hmm, might have to go back and listen to that one. Yeah, I, I think early on in his career, he had some too as yeah. well. I think it was called The Age of Ads, I believe. Yeah, yeah that's the one I mentioned. I, I liked that one. I thought that one was good. It, I, don't, I don't, I can't really remember too much offhand. It's like, I don't think I've listened to it since it came out what, 10 years ago, which 
makes you feel really old that it's that old now. <laughs> but I, yeah, there, there's just, maybe this will get better with repeat listenings. I, I, I know it's kind of a cliche for us to say, but I, I was just, there are just certain points that really took me out of it. Yeah. Well, let's hope for better music sometime soon. <laughs> I mean, there, I'm sure there's everything is so good out right now. There's got to be something. Well, speaking of, um, so at the point of us recording this today, Odd Texture dropped a new album called Sign. Are you familiar with any of their previous work? I'm ashamed to say that I am not. Okay. so I've heard the name before. Okay. Well, they've got a lot of stuff out there. A lot, a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, they've been around for quite some time, and their music has evolved quite a lot over time. I would like you to listen to it, and I think it would be a great discussion for us to have, but I don't think that should be the first album that you start off with. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, all right. Um, yeah, it just, like, not that I think you would think it's bad. It's just not the album you should start off with, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I got I got you. Like, if I was introducing somebody to Boards Canada, I would not give them Tomorrow's Harvest first. Right, yeah, you would do Music Has to Write Children. Yeah, of course. exactly. Of course. Obviously. Come on, course, amateur course, hour over here. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's also the new Matt Berenger album. That's right. Um, Gorillas are dropping an album next week as well. Uh, there's a new Open Mike Eagle album too, which could be a good topic too as well. Well, that'd be good. Uh, let's see. New album from Annie. Uh, I think Swedish. I can't remember nationality mm. off the top of my head. Swedish pop star. It's like her first album in like 10 years or something like that. I really thought her earlier stuff was a lot of fun to listen to. Hmm. There's there's also, I was going to say too, you know, because we were on hiatus for a little while there, there are quite a few albums that we didn't talk about. So I don't know. I feel like, you know what we should do, Adam? We talk about it ourselves, you know, or rather amongst ourselves, I should say. But what about the people out there? What, I want to know what the people want to hear. The people. Let's give the decision to the people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing about that voice that I find so funny, I haven't seen the show, but you have. <laughs> yeah, you need to see the Harley Quinn <laughs> is, show. It's actually that, really good. Is that that voice from the movie that Tom Hardy did now is being used in the Harley Quinn it show? It is. That's oh, my amazing. God. Bane is like a punching bag. Like, yeah. they just make fun of him all the time. Well, I mean, Bane has always had a kind of a weird voice. Like in the animated series, he had a like, like, it obviously wasn't Tom Hardy, but he was definitely larger than life, much like the size of the character. Yeah. I will break you, Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think in the animated series, like he was actually like, I think he was Hispanic. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot that we could talk about. Yeah. There, well, there really is. We'll have to, we'll have to figure it out. I know we're kind of just rambling on here now, but <laughs> I, I would love to know what you at home, those of you who are listening yeah, to us right now, what have you been listening to in quarantine and yeah. staying in? Like, tell us, I, I would love to listen to some new stuff. Cause you know, sometimes, some days it's hard, you know, and we need to, we need music. Yeah, we need we need all the music. There'll yeah. be no shortage of stuff coming out the rest of this year. No no shortage of things. And there's also plenty of movies that I feel like that aren't coming out right now, but there are some things streaming that we could talk about too. So Yeah. The the world is our oyster, as they say. 
<laughs> I never understood why that was a phrase. Uh, the world is your... Because uh, oysters have pearls and uh, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The world is your... Let's, let's think about this. The world is your oyster. For I guess you could grab the oyster and it could have a pearl in it and it might not, but... You know, you grab, you grab the oyster as if there's a pearl in it. <laughs> Maybe that, that's the, that's the thing. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. So try and don't expect to succeed, but you might anyway, kind of thing. I like it. Right. That's a really good note to end on right there. A really positive note right yeah. there. <laughs> Here on G for D. AKA grounds for discussion. All oh, right. We're on uh, G for D podcast.com G for D underscore podcast on social media. Google, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher. And thanks for listening. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.